0: This is not a traditional memoir. Yes, I tell stories from the past, but I have no interest in nostalgia, sentimentality, or the retirement most memoirs require. This is not an advice book either, although I like preachers. I'm not here to preach and tell you what to do. This is an approach book. I am here to share stories, insights, and philosophies that can be objectively understood, and if you choose, subjectively adopted, by either changing your reality or changing how you see it. This is a playbook based on adventures in my life, adventures that have been significant, enlightening, and funny, sometimes because they were meant to be, but mostly because they didn't try to be. I'm an optimist by nature, and humor has been one of my greatest teachers. It has helped me deal with pain, loss, and lack of trust. I'm not perfect. No. I step in shit all the time and recognize it when I do. I've just learned how to scrape it off my boots. And carry on there's an excerpt from green lights by Matthew McConaughey um, a number one New York Times bestseller and this is your host the evaluation the new age book club Emily Wilkins and we are starting our next book um, that was page 3 let's jump in I'm gonna skip around and just give you highlights of what I loved um, like I always say, go purchase the book. I bought this uh, for a discounted price at Books a Million. Books a Million. I bought it actually when I got um, Action Bronson's book. Fuck it. I'll start it tomorrow. I got Green Lights. Um, so I've had this for a while and I read it in 48 hours. Um, read it over Labor Day. And uh, I highly suggest going and getting it. If you like Matthew McConaughey, it makes sense. If you don't like him and you just want something, I wouldn't say all of it is funny, but it's definitely, he's a good storyteller. Um, the audiobook was cool, but I actually didn't even need the audiobook. I listened to maybe him read like one page and then I just blew through it. I didn't even need the audiobook. So, all right, let's jump in. Page eight. Sometimes you got to go back to go forward. And I don't mean going back to reminisce or, or chase ghosts, I mean go back to see where you came from. Where you have been, how you got here, all caps on the here. Uh, That was the Lincoln ad in 2014. Um, This is part of the intro. Um, This is on page 10. I was blackmailed into having sex for the first time when I was 15. I was certain I was going to hell for premarital sex. Today, I'm merely certain that I hope that's not the case. I was molested by a man when I was 18 while knocked unconscious in the back of the van. I've done peyote and rail de carte, Mexico, in a cage with a mountain lion. I had 78 stitches sewn into my forehead by a veterinarian. I had four concussions from falling out of a tree, three of them on a full moon. I've bagooned naked until the cops arrested me. I resisted arrest. I applied to Duke, UT, Austin, Southern me- Southern Methodist, and Grambling for college education. I got accepted to three out of the four. I never felt like a victim. I've had a lot of proof that the world is conspiring to make me happy. I've always gotten away from more in life than in my dreams. I've had many people give me poems that I don't know that I didn't know I wrote. I've been naive, evil, and a cynic. But I am fearless in my belief of uh, my and mankind's benevolence and the common denominator of values among us. I believe the truth is only offensive when you're lying. I was raised on existential outlaw logic, a carnation of maloprops full of fictitious physics, because if it wasn't true, it ought to be. And uh, he ends this... um, He has like all these little things that are kind of like bumper stickers, right? And they're just different notes. And uh, he ends it with, the arrival is inevitable, death, an ominous end, unified destination, a noun without regard, our eulogy written, lived. The approach is relative, life, a singular procession, our personal journey, a verb with regard, our resume, write it, live it. This is the first 50 years of my life, of my resume so far, on the way to my eulogy. That's page 11. What's a green light? Green lights mean go, advance, carry on, continue. On the road, they are set up to give the flow of traffic the right-of-way, and when scheduled properly, more vehicles catch more green lights in succession. They say, proceed. Green lights can be disguised as yellow and red lights. A caution, a detour, a thoughtful pause, an interruption, a disagreement, indigestion, sickness, and pain, a full stop, a jackknife, an intervention, failure, suffering, a slap in the face, death. We don't like green and red lights. They slow us down or stop the flow. They're hard. They're the uh, shoeless winter. They say no, but sometimes... Sorry, my little sticky's in the way. Sometimes they give us what we need. Now, <clears throat> I really liked this, right? And this is when I, um, I think I read through this so fast, and this is part of the reason why, is because the philosophy is that green lights, right? Everyone wants a green light. But when you get to something that makes you stop, the question is, Why? You know, or when something tells you to slow down a little bit, why? And how much of that are you listening to? Are you listening to your gut? And I really, really like that. I liked um, the premise of this book and how he was writing his memoir. It's a matter of how we see the challenge in front of us and how we engage it. Do we, sorry, sticky notes in the way again. Some of my sticky notes you can see through. They're like little arrows and other ones you can't. Um, do we persist pivot or concede it's up to us our choice every time this is a book on how to catch more yeses in the world of no's and how to recognize when a no might actually be a yes this is a book about catching green lights and realizing that yellows and reds eventually turn to green green lights by design on purpose good luck So that was page 14 into page 15. Um, It's a matter of how we see the challenge in front of us and how we engage with it. Persist, pivot, or concede. That's up to us. Our choice every time. I feel like persist is a green light, a pivot is a yellow light, and concede is a red light. And I think at any given time, you have the choice to decide, right, which one you're going to do. is. This gonna. What, what are you going to see this as? I've been told um, many times, no. No, you're not doing that. No, you can't do that. Um, and, and all I can do is go, well, am I going to persist, pivot, or concede? And I think I just was in this place in, in my career where I was told I couldn't, I couldn't do this. I couldn't I couldn't retrain into something else. And not even, you know, the the crazy magnitude of like having to go to another base. Like I literally would be in the same office. I just wanted to cross-train basically. And they told me no. And I had a decision to make. If I was gonna let this pretty much take me down and change my whole attitude about everything that I knew before this, before they told me no. And the fact of the matter is, I have the choice. It's my reality. They've given me the decision, are you going to persist, pivot, or concede? And I've decided to pivot because I don't believe this is a hard no. No, you can't do this. Okay, well, why can't I? I can do both. I'm going to have to take time out of things. I'm going to have to pass things off. Other people are going to have to be responsible for other things. But you know what? We'll make it work. We'll make it work because I'm going to make it work. So, um, I think I really like that because when I was reading this, that's not where I was. I was at a, I was at a straight concede. I was like, fuck it. I'm just not going to do it. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, you know what? I, I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I, I just was like, just, just fuck it. That was literally, I didn't even have a plan after that. It just, just was like, I'm giving up. And I, I really, I think maybe that's why I have a, a weird attachment to this book now is <laughs> because I, I like the way he, um, I like the way he wrote it. Anyway, not to get too biased. I don't think there's very many books that I I haven't liked. There's some books I like better than others. There's no book that I just straight hate, though. Uh, well, that I've read on here. But anyway, Outlaw Logic. Let's jump in to page 21. <clears throat> so... Just a little background story sorry i there was a pretty long pause there. I was trying to think of how to do it um basically um his mom and dad were in a crazy relationship um, it was it was very very intense um and uh this is page twenty one this is why mom handed dad an invite to their own wedding and said, you got 24 hours to decide. Let me know. This is why mom and dad were married three times, divorced twice to each other. This is why my dad broke mom's middle finger to get it out of his face four separate times. This is how my mom and dad loved each other. So he grew up seeing a pretty toxic relationship. Um... He talks about how his family, on page 22, he talks about his family immigrated from Ireland uh, to Liverpool, England, to Little Rock, West Virginia, and New Orleans. So his family kind of came from all over. Um, His dad grew up in uh, Louisiana. Um, And and the first outlaw logic is just about, you know, is just about his mom and, and his relationship growing up. Um, a cute story is on page 27. In 1977, mom entered me in the Little Mr. Texas contest in Bandera, Texas. Fun fact, that's where my dog Benny is from. I won a big trophy. My mom framed the picture and put it on the kitchen wall. Every morning when I came to breakfast, she gestured to it and say, look at you, winner, Little Mr. Texas, 19." 77. Last year, I came across the picture in her scrapbook when something caught my eye. Curious, I zoomed in on the nameplate on the trophy. It said runner-up. I called the queen of relativity, my mom, and said, Mom, all my life you told me I was little Mr. Texas, but I was really runner-up? She said, No. The kid who won it, his family had a lot more money than us, and they bought him a fancy 3 piece suit for the contest. We call that cheating. No you're a little Mr. Texas. Awesome. Uh, let's jump to page 29. Um, if all that I would want to do would be to sit and talk to you, would you listen? It was from a poem by Anne Ashford. I like it. I said, why? Then write that, mom said. Write this. What do you mean? Do you understand it? Yes. But if you like it and understand it, then it's yours. But it's not really mine, Mom. It's Anne Ashford's. Does it mean anything to you? Yeah. It's like when someone you love just wants to sit and talk with you. Exactly. So if you like it and you understand it and it means something to you, then write that. And sign my name to it? Yes, I did. And I won the seventh grade poetry contest. Mind you, this chapter is called Outlaw Logic. So just, just remember that. So... um we skip over quite a few things here talks about his, uh, his brothers, uh, Pat, Mike, and then, um, him. I'm pretty sure he's, so he's the youngest. It talks a lot about respect and how, you know, he was brought up. Um, I, like I said, please go make sure you, uh, you get the book so you can read all these things. Um, I am going to jump to page 46. Um, This is one of his little bumper stickers that he has. God's lucky. The goddess of luck is fortunate. Fortune is the sister of fate. Fate is the divine order, and the divine order is God. So as far as I can tell, if you believe in luck, you believe in God. And, um, yeah, so let me see. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of times when his mom and dad were separated, right? And he wasn't really aware of what was going on. But one of these times he was with his dad in a trailer in the middle of nowhere, Texas. His mom was in Florida on a break or vacation or whatever. And so on page 49, he talks about, um, shirtless and shoeless in my chamois. I crisscrossed two paper, um, collared clips over the nails over my shoulder and across my chest half comanche indian half poncho via with a hammer in hand i went to work i started with the bottom floor then built up i cut two by two foot holes in each floor next to the trunk of the tree where i nailed pieces of two by fours for ladders and steps i also made a pulley system Uh, i raised with each floor i packed my lunch each morning to take to my construction site put my brown bag in the climb to the highest floor, hosted my sandwich up to eat during my lunch break. Six weeks later, when I was done, my tree house was 13 stories high. The 13th floor was over 100 feet above the ground from where I could see all the way downtown long view 15 miles away. For the next two weeks, I spent every day up there Above the rest of the world where I hoisted up my brown bag lunch and daydream swearing. I could see the earth's curve on the horizon. Now I understood where and why the city of Longview got its name. It was the best summer of my life. And uh, so, like I said, please go purchase the book. The past like two or three pages before that was him and his scam and scheme to get um, the necessary lumber. And... Um, The last story of that particular uh, chapter, Outlaw Logic, was about um, oil of mink. And his mom, someone sold him uh, oil of mink. And they were like, okay, we're going to get some money off of this. And then a couple of, uh, you know, like maybe a year or two passes, he stops using oil of mink. And uh, on page (laughs) 54... He slowly opened it and turned to a flagged page, swiveled the book around to face me and slid in my direction. Then reaching across the table, he put a finger on a particular picture and said, Is this you? It was. It was a picture of me and Camissa Springs. We both had a silk sash draped across our chest from shoulder to hip. Hers read Miss Beautiful, mine red Most Handsome. Shit. I knew right then there, right then and there our case was done. He had me. Scarred for life, huh? So emotionally distressed," he said with a grin. Got as his grin got wider. I was right. We were done. Case dropped. My dad was inconsolable. He went on for about a couple of weeks, muttering, damn you, boy! Here I am. I got a chance to make thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars on a lawsuit that we coulda won, and you got to go off and win, Mister Handsome. You screwed up the whole lawsuit, son. Damn you, boy!" So that's pretty much, um, that's the first chapter. It's, uh, Outlaw Logic is 50, it's like 40 pages, but this book is, is, uh, truly, it's an easy read. I'm going to try to keep it to just the things that I put little stickers as I read it and just expand, um, that first chapter, love the bumper stickers. It was very interesting to hear, uh, the love story that, of his mom and dad um married three times divorced twice just the back and forth and and you know it was a different time right um Matthew McConaughey is now what 52 53 so you know he was born in the 60s so his parents were probably born in the 40s it was a very different time at that time a lot of people didn't get divorced and if they did I mean I don't know to be married and divorced that many times though that's you got to really love each other um probably should've went to some therapy, but whatever. It was a different time, right? Uh yeah, please go get the book. Um I truly um I really love his, his childhood stories. And the the next part that we're about to jump into um is called so sorry. Um, is going to be called Part 2, Find Your Frequency. And if I remember correctly, this is when um, he is now in, <laughs> he's about to go to college, and then he decides that he's going to do um, a, he decides to do a um, a year abroad. So, yeah. Make sure you go cop the book. We'll probably be going at least one episode a week, if not every other week. Um, yeah. Go tune in to So What You Say?"ing They did drop their episode. It's about three hours long. Um, they dropped it actually the same day that I dropped, or the day after I dropped my last episode. So What You Saying's is back, but they're not back back. Um, Corey, one of the main hosts, uh, works in North Dakota now. Um, so I think he works on an oil rig or an oil, I don't know, in an oil field, something like that. Maybe it's a maybe it's natural gas. I kind of missed that part. But anyway, it's a really good episode. Um, as always, they're funny. They're awesome. Um, yeah. And look out for some human experience episodes coming up and just regular update episodes. I love football. The Saints are... The Saints and, and the Lions are my teams, as long as they don't play each other, um, both NFC North, NFC South, but just overall NFC. So, God forbid um, they make it to the playoffs, they would have to play each other. I don't think they're – I love them. I love them both, but uh, I don't know if they're going to be – they're definitely not uh, Super Bowl ready, um, I wish, but we'll see if they're even playoff ready. So, Fingers crossed. Um, for those that are not American and don't care about American football, I'm sorry, just skip those episodes. I'll try to label them accordingly. And yeah, um, any comments, concerns, questions, hit me up on the interwebs. Um, and that's all I got for you guys. Assembly Wilkins, you host the evaluation, the new age book club, and I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.